Hi there and welcome to Wayne's World of Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I'm your host Wayne Gilmore and as you can see this is the first time I've decided to record on video through YouTube. Um, the audio will be set up through Anchor and other podcast outlets like Spotify and uh, the other ones that have been on it for the past few months. Decided to do the, the video um, for the first time just to try it out to see how it go. Um, the podcast tonight is about how I get into wrestling and why I'm still into it. Um, and I don't think I'll ever grow out of it now that I'm uh, 40 years old. So thanks for joining me um, and I hope it goes well today. So the story began for me um, as a wrestling fan when I was four years old. Um, I It was in Lockerbie with my mum, dad and my sister, um, Katie. Well, I call her Catherine Ann as well, but she's called Katie um, with most of her friends. So we started watching wrestling at a young age in the early 80s, and it was British wrestling. It was on at Saturday lunchtime. Uh, people like Big Daddy, uh, Giant Haystacks, Mark McManus, The Dynamite Kid, uh, Kendall Nagasaki. Um, and it was a simpler time, a safe place, happier place, and I've always loved growing up in that environment, uh, being into wrestling since then. Um, we always always got a bag of chips each um, from the local chip shop. I had some cola with it, stuff like that, and I just felt it was a simpler time. Um, and I always loved watching wrestling uh, from then. Um, uh, I watched the wrestling throughout the 80s and right up till 1988 when it stopped, the British wrestling stopped after that, which was disappointing, but um, I still ended up going to a couple of shows um, that came to Kirluk when we moved to Kirluk. Uh, in the 80s um, it wasn't Big Daddy in that but it was um, people that were still in the British wrestling scene um, they were kind of fun events then when I was younger too um, and then I discovered WWF SummerSlam 90 was the first VHS tape I got I rented it for Blockbuster or Ritz or something it was called at the time and I really enjoyed um, SummerSlam 90. Um, me and my mum watched it with my cousins John and Mitchell and my friend Gordon Miller. And I've never looked back since from WWF. Um, well, at that point until the obviously the PG era and that, it kind of went off it anyway. Um, watched... Um, I remember watching it at the Rockers 
um, originating um, Shawn Michaels were fighting Hercules uh, Power and Glory and uh, they were cheating and smashed uh, smashed Marty Jannetty no Shawn Michaels outside the ring so it was Marty Jannetty's self and um, my mum was shouting oh they're cheating and all that and it was just I just remember it as one of the again first moments of WWF and um, I really enjoyed that that event uh, the Ultimate Warrior was in it and stuff like that and um, it was just a real real good moment in time for me and WWF went on from there and watching stuff like uh, Survivor Series 1990 when The Undertaker made his debut another guy that is definitely my best best wrestler ever um, really enjoyed his match when he took the his debut match but then the year later he took the title off Hulk Hogan uh, he was the youngest champion in WWF history at that point and I just liked his psychology and then he joined up, joined ranks with Jake the Snake um, and he did say in the Broken Skulls um, interview with Stone Cold that he learnt a lot his, his psychology from Jake the Snake and I've just loved The Undertaker just everything he does, his entrance, his music his psychology, his in-ring ability, his character, uh, I just loved him since then. Um, and going through it in the 90s, his match with Jake the Snake Roberts at WrestleMania 8 was brilliant. Um, and then I enjoyed the WrestleMania matches, I ended up loving them. people like Bret Hart, um, Mr Perfect, their match was great. Uh, but personally, it's just all these kind of moments in time for wrestling when I was watching it with my cousins and with Gordon um, and then when I went to high school I was still watching it and I get slagged about it obviously most people do You're like oh what are you into that fake stuff for and then my comeback was like well you watch, you watch TV shows and stuff like that so and movies so they're, they're no real either um, and kept watching stuff like um, SummerSlam 92 came along and I would have loved to have went to that but just the way the family family was working out it just, uh, just a wee bit too expensive for us to go down there and also the match with Bret Hart and Bulldog was just another epic event uh, I really loved watching that. I can watch it over and over again. Um, and just kept watching right up to the Attitude Era, stuff like this. And Attitude Era, probably the best era, arguably, in WWF. But a lot of people didn't like it because of the profanity. And again, I, I did enjoy it for certain aspects of it, but. Again, some of the profanity would have been a bit not the best for some people, but I still enjoyed it. Like Stone Cold, The Rock, DX, Mick Foley, Undertaker, The Ministry, Stone Cold beating up Mr. McMahon and 
things like that. So there's so much happening in the, the Attitude Era. Uh, and I enjoyed everything about that. Um, but me personally, after the uh, after that, it kind of went stagnant a wee bit. And uh, obviously the PG era came in and it just got predictable and more child friendly. And I was obviously uh, in my early twenties at that point, and I just thought it wasn't wasn't really for me marketing wise. It was like wasn't really directed at me, so I kind of fell away from it then. Um, but uh, even when that was on, like obviously WCW. WCW and um, WWE, WWF um, had uh, the Monday Night Wars. I never really got to see much WCW, um, if any, really. Um, I wish I'd watched the two of them, but I never never had the, the pleasure of watching them. Um, I see bits and pieces now on the network and whatever, which they did look good. Uh, but after I went off WWF for a while, um, I was watching, I started watching bits of like, Impact and that, uh, and, or TNA, and it's, I did enjoy it, but they could have, they could have, they could have been so much better with the, the, the talent they had in their, their ranks and stuff, uh, but I enjoyed I enjoyed just kind of going to different events, like when TNA came over, and I did go to a few events, uh, like SWA, which Scottish Wrestling Alliance, they put on some really good shows, and I still go to them now. Um, the British wrestling scene definitely is thriving, and you've got some really good wrestlers who, are, who I do enjoy watching, like Mikey Whiplash and Jack Jester, they've got a good ring in-ring psychology uh, and they know how to put on a good match uh, so uh, I do enjoy the the Scottish wrestling scene and I went to my first ICW event uh, just early this year and I've got another one the same night as uh, Wrestlemania is on um, me and my mates are going to be going to the event and then in the garage and then straight after that um, they're showing the Wrestlemania screening. I'm no fully excited about Wrestlemania because I'm not a big WWE fan but it'll be just a good buzz to go with my mates, get a few beers and then and watch it live and hopefully Big Drew wins the, the title um, for the Scots and that. Hopefully it will happen. And beat Big Brock Lesnar because I, I, I can't even bother with him just because he's part time and Harley turns up and he doesn't even talk on the mic. I know he's got Heyman there, and that's his that's his thing to do. Heyman is brilliant, one of the best heels ever. Um, but I just think I would prefer Drew McIntyre to be champion because he's actually on the show most of the time. Uh, I just get disillusioned with WWE a lot because of the way they do things, like the Fiend, indestructible, and then the they play him out. Uh, they they play him out to Saudi Arabia match with Goldberg, and he gets beaten two minutes after making him this big indestructible indestructible guy. 
so I just didn't understand it. Um, stuff like uh, Eric Rowan with the toy spider in that cage, I just it's just pathetic. So, like I said, I watched uh, when I went away from WWE for a wee bit. I was going to different indie shows and stuff, and then back in 2008, uh, no, 2006, I started getting back into WWF, WWE even, because um, I ended up getting Sky, so I thought, I've got, I've got Sky back on, so I thought, well, it's on Sky Sports, so I thought I'll start watching it, and still out of after adverts, Raw as usual, and for what, two hours, 20 minutes, and I was still only watching maybe 40 minutes, 30 to 40 minutes, the actual TV, and the rest of the time was fast forwarding, so it wasn't the best, but um, 2008, me and my mates started talking about it in work, why why, why don't we, well 2007 it was, um, the tickets were coming up on sale for uh, the Citrus Bowl in Orlando, I was like, why don't we, why don't we look into going to WrestleMania 24? And a few of them were kind of like, well, what? They were kind of like, what could we? And I was like, why not? Here, yeah, look to, for some deals, for cheap flights, cheapest flights we can get, and see what kind of accommodation there is, and see what see what we can do. And so we end up going over for WrestleMania 24. Finally, one of a, a dreamy mind anyway. Um, since I've been watching wrestling back in uh, well, WWF since 1990 so 18 years later I went to my first Wrestlemania in Orlando and I see Ric Flair getting retired by Shawn Michaels and Undertaker coming out and he had a really good match against Edge As two of them are Edge is one of my favourite guys too but Undertaker is my favourite of all time so the two of them in a match was something to see as well. Um, just the, just how, how amazing it looks being in there, being there in the flesh was just uh, some some experience. Uh, so me and my mate Paul, Jim, who does the podcast, learning the ropes with me as well, and he's sometimes on uh, this one as well, Wayne's World in wrestling. Um, so, and we Davy and Dale as well. So the five of us had some t some some laugh and some experience over in Florida. Uh, we went to Universal Studios and uh, a few other places as well when we were there. Um, that was a great experience. Then Raw the next night on the Monday. There's such a amazing atmosphere on Raw, and probably was a better experience because we were a bit closer to the ring. And everybody was saying th thank you, Rick, when he came out, and all the wrestlers came out to thank him as well. And uh, it was one of the best experiences ever. So I was really happy I went. Um, and I continued to watch it when I got home. Still watched it for the next few years. Went went to a few rows and our few TNAs. Um, still went to the the SWA events over the years as well, between 2008 to 2013, and then 2013 decided to go to the MetLife Stadium for WrestleMania 29 um, with my friend Leanne, and that was a good experience as well. 
we went to Raw the next night as well, but MetLife was good, Cena and The Rock, um, it was good to see, I'm not the biggest fan of the two of them, but it was good to see I'd seen them in the flesh in a match. Undertaker, CM Punk, in my opinion, was probably Undertaker's last really classic match. Um, I still feel like he should call it a day. Uh, I love Undertaker, like I've said a few times already here. Um, but I just think he's he, he's no he's no the wrestler half no even half the wrestler he used to be, and it pains me to say that. But he's just he's just not got it anymore. Uh, and I feel like he's going to end up being really washed up and people, hopefully people don't remember him for matches like Goldberg and him at Saudi Arabia instead of matches like Edge and Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 25 which is still probably the best match ever in my opinion but if he keeps going on the way he's going he'll I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to him and AJ Styles, but because AJ Styles will, will do most of the work and sell most of it, but I just don't see the point in him keep coming back year after year for matches that he's just he can't he can't go anymore. But saying that, he's he is looking looking in good shape compared to what he's he has done, and he's still who am I argue the fact is that. He's the Undertaker, you know what I mean, and he's done so much in his career. So, um, good luck to him for WrestleMania 36, and I hope he does hear Belter a match. Uh, so, I really enjoyed. I loved Raw on the the night after WrestleMania 29 because Ziggler came out, cashed in, cashed in the bank, money in the bank, uh, against. Del Rio and I actually jumped out my seat as if it was a real it wasn't a predetermined match it was actually like a a, a real sporting moment um, I jumped out my seat as if it was a moment in time that fully mattered for a sporting event which as if I believed in the, the full thing again and I loved that moment with Dolph Ziggler winning it uh, and now he's just, now WWE are treating him like a bit of a jobber, to be honest. Getting beat with that man Sua in, in um, Saudi Arabia a couple of weeks ago, which is, it's no good. But hopefully he'll hopefully get, get away from WWE and go to the place I'm loving at the minute, AEW. Um, I feel like they've They've uh, reignited my passion for wrestling again. Um, after WrestleMania 29, which was seven, seven years ago, I still watched wrestling off and on. Um, skipped most of the Raw and SmackDown when I was watching it because it just wasn't interesting me. Um, still going to the Still got the independent shows, Scottish independent shows and that. Uh, and then my last WWE event I went to was in the Hydro with my ex-partner Kirsty. Um, we went to it in 2014. Uh, that was the last time I went to a WWE event. 
and then just SWA shows and then this year ICW and then another ICW show before the screening of Mania in the garage so I'm looking forward to that uh, and so then I went off Raw 2018 watched a wee bit again and 2019 I hardly watched any and then I watched the Rumble this year and Edge came back and I was like oh that's cool and then he came back and Orton attacked him and I was like that's pretty cool but then he's not been back since and I've watched another few rows and they're no some of the bits are cool and other bits are terrible like I said Eric Rowan and his spider uh, I just think what is that all about and then obviously the 24-7 title was just a I don't even know what the hell that is um, but there is good aspects in it and I've, like I said Heyman is meant to be getting a lot more input which can only be good because I think like The Undertaker uh, being a bit washed up I definitely think Vince McMahon's been washed up with his ideas for more than more than five years now. Um, maybe he, maybe he should just back off and give him in the reins totally, or let Shane do the do the business side of it or Triple H because Triple H does so well with NXT, and then the NXT product they bring the guys over and then they bury them. Ricochet's a a a telling sign of that, like they've done it to him already. They give the guy a good few months or whatever, a a posh, and then they treat him like crap and put him in the sidelines again. They done it to Rude, done it, done it to the the Viking Raiders. They they called them so many different names, and then they they posh these guys, and then they stop stop doing it, and it's too much ups and downs and. Uh, but I said AEW definitely have relit my passion in wrestling um, so many good things happening in it for the get go um, I just loved the set up here I just love the fact is the wrestlers are showing their creative prowess like they were if they're no getting the shackles on them, they kind of like, you can do what you want to a certain extent um, and it's proven a good a good thing for them um, I feel like the matches are amazing sometimes they, they could calm down with the suicide dives or the Torpedo suicidas as uh, Excalibur caused them. But MGF, Great Heel, Cody, Ultimate Babyface, uh, Kenny Omega's coming in, he's into how good he was in New Japan. Um, Hangman Page, definitely going to turn heel soon, like the, the alcoholic kind of twist we have in the new. Young Bucks are still, I'm not the biggest fan of them. Uh, I love Pac, the bastard Pac. I just think he's an amazing wrestler. Um, and 
Moxley is the champion now after beating Jericho. I mean, Jericho has has put the put AEW on the map with who he was. Obviously, everybody knows who Jericho is in the wrestling world. So, but there's so many good things in it. Uh, a lot of indie guys coming in as well, like Jungle Boy. He's definitely gonna gonna be one for the future. Um, I really like like Orange Cassidy. I didn't know about him at first, but he's he's just so funny, and he can wrestle. So, and see what happens there with him. Uh, and then I've got Jake the Snake's just turned up. Great promos for him. I loved it when he came out last week. Uh, Lance Archer still to turn up. Brody Lee could be the one that's got to be under Jake the Snake's tutelage. Um, and then who's the exalted one? It's looking like Matt Hardy, which will be another great move for them. So there's so much stuff happening in AEW, and I just, I'm loving it. And Tony Khan is, he's, he's a wrestling fan, he's a geek. I mean, fair enough, his dad's rich and he's put a lot of money into it and gave Tony Khan the money, but Tony Khan's still a businessman as well. He's done well under Fulham and the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's he knows what he's doing in that sense as well. So hopefully it will keep uh, keep growing and stature and uh, gives WWE run for money. And WWE actually start getting their finger out a bit because... It can only benefit both sets of fans because I still, I still look at myself as a WWE fan. I just haven't really liked what they've been doing for the last five six years. Like they've they've got some good stuff, but they've got some really 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 bad stuff as well. Uh, and hopefully. Hopefully I'll sort it out, and the two, the two can, uh, the two of them fighting against each other will help, help, help the companies and the fans to make better products. Because WWE haven't had anybody to to battle against, and that's the problem. But um, I just think um, the amount of uh, the amount of money that WWE rake in, um, they should be, they should have some sort of, they should have better, better product, should have better storylines, um, and the fans definitely aren't happy. They're always moaning after pay per views and stuff like that. So, right now I'm happy watching AEW every week. I'm choking to see every episode every time. Um, and I'm looking forward to I'm looking forward to going out to see WrestleMania with my mates but I think I'm more up for the ICW event and then I think I'm really more up for just getting a drink for WrestleMania with my mates and getting a laugh with them because um, I just I'm no, I'm no looking forward to Spear versus Spear Goldberg versus um Goldberg versus Reigns, but going back to why I go into wrestling, it was definitely British wrestling when I was four, and I've always loved it since then, and um, I always hate the passion for it because 
it was my safe place, my happy place, a simpler place. You didn't have bills then. You were a four-year-old boy. Innocence was there. Um, you were safe with your family, sitting watching around the around the TV. Um, sitting watching Big Daddy coming out, and you had your chips and a wee drinky juice. It was just a simple time, but. Uh, it was a, it was one of the best times, um, and me and my big sister loved it since then. And again, my big sister is one of the people I'm trying to go in this show. She's she's a she's a big Hitman Hart fan, um, and she'd be talking about British wrestling as well. So hopefully, maybe get her on uh, in the coming weeks. But I don't know. She's kind of she wasn't it. She says she would think about it, but I don't think she would do the video. But maybe just the audio one. So hopefully, hopefully that would work out. But I'll have to see what's happening. But we definitely had a lot of memories watching wrestling. We I've had definitely a lot of memories watching wrestling with my sister, my dad, and my mum in the early eighties, and then. When we moved to Kirluk, we still watched it with my mum, and sometimes over at my grand's, I'm sure. Um, which was another safe house, it was another safe, happy place growing up. Um, and then just watching it over the years in different houses, different friends' houses, it was always just bringing people together. Um, and then we used to we used to make like hay mattresses out the back in the summer, and we used to just do the fake wrestling outside. I know that WWE are always like, oh, don't try this at home, but you had to. It's just one of the things we done, and we used to dress up as our favourite wrestlers and hear the music on and doing the doing the moves on the mattresses. And then when it was two, most of the time in Scotland you get a couple of weeks of summer, a couple of weeks of sun. So then after that. At the mattresses were in the house and you were jumping off uh, the chesty drawers and um, sometimes you get thrown into a cabinet or something and it wasn't good but looking back on it it was all memories and putting people in like sharpshooters and figure fours and Boston crabs and you would start crying before you would tap out you know what I mean like, I'm not tapping out but you'd be greeting your greeting your greeting like anything because you were absolutely an absolute agony um, but aye it was it was all good uh, and then obviously as getting my adult life I made new friends after school new friends uh, growing up uh, that again were into wrestling and even one of my mate my mates Rab um, at my old job in Lightwoodies when me and me Davy were talking about wrestling one day when we, we, we get moved to the the line Rab was on he's like oh you're talking about wrestling it's like I and he's like oh, I can't believe you're talking about wrestling it's uh, one of the things it's like you get judged mayor for being into wrestling and coming out the closet or something and I'm just like well 
if people want to slag me for being into wrestling, I don't care because that's that's what I love. It's one of my passions. It's one of my loves, and I'll never change. Um, and I do still get slagged for it, and I don't. I still don't care. So um, everybody's get everybody's get their their likes and dislikes and our loves and hates. And one of my loves is wrestling, and it's always going to be one of my loves. And then obviously made mates again through um, even WrestleMania. I had hardly, I don't think I really spoke to Jim until WrestleMania. Really, I think I met him once or twice before it maybe. And uh, we went over, and he's been one of my really good mates since since then. Um, and again, he probably always will be. Um, and we were doing podcasts together, and um, it's just I just think it's like a community that that look out for each other, and people just love love it because it's an entertainment. It's it's crazy. It's a crazy. It's a crazy industry. You know what I mean? People people are like they don't really understand it. If you're not into it, you're like, oh, it's just that, that fake fighting, and oh, they just they don't really hurt, hurt each other. But then you're like, well, why don't you try getting thrown through a table or falling off ladders or whatever else? And then I was watching that Road to Wrestler um, on the Scottish BBC Scotland channel, and like. One of the bigger muscly guys was taking bumps in the ring, and he actually started crying because he didn't really physically think it was going to be as sore on him. So it's it, again, it's no as I know it's choreographed and scripted and whatever, but it's still there is pain in there, and obviously you see people going through it over the years, but I'll never stop loving it, um, and. Like I said, I'm glad the AEWs came along, and Tony Khan, and I really do hope it comes to Britain soon. Um, if it doesn't come to Scotland, I'm still gonna try and get done to, to London for it, or done to Manchester or something like that. Um, so, but I think that is me about done uh, just so many memories uh, all good memories about it and I'm just looking forward to keep doing these podcasts and I think I felt more comfortable doing this than I thought it was going to, going to be um, I still feel a bit nervous and obviously see my face on the camera a bit but it's went a bit better than I thought and hopefully I'll record myself on video next week again for YouTube and then just put the audio onto Anchor and Spotify and stuff uh, and see how it goes but I'm gonna say bye now and God bless 
and thanks for whoever's listened or watched. And the song that started off the show was a band from Birmingham, Alabama, in America, and they're called Broken Rail, and the song's me the song's called Memory. Um, I did message them that it's actually uncopyrighted rock metal uh, on Spotify. So I tried to get some, I was looking for uncopyrighted rock metal uh, music so that I could play it on YouTube and not get any trouble for it. I did message them on their Instagram uh, but they never got back to me so I've still played it anyway because it's uncopyrighted anyway so... Again, thanks for listening listen and watching um, my podcast and hopefully you've enjoyed it and see you or listen to me next week and thanks and God bless. See you later.